Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs. With companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, 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 oh. it's a cheese-free week, kids. Welcome to the Chad and Cheese, HR's most dangerous podcast. I'm your co-host, Chad. Always blame the new guy, so wash. Uh, and I'm today's co-host, Quincy. I have opinions on that, Valencia. And on this week's show, Radency stops the technical Botox. Kelly introduces us to their new sexy digital staff. And Leap Expert is watching you. It's official. Everybody's going to chat GPT. Let's do this. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman, I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay, that makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, yeah, simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways, text kernel uh-huh. brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. Text kernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. Text Kernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey. Kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, Okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Nachos. (laughs) Well, hello. Well, hello to you. Okay, listener, uh, you guessed it. Cheeseman is on vacation. Don't understand the whole uh, taking a kid, six-year-old kid to Vegas. What? That's, but that's what's happening. 
Every six-year-old needs a flyer about the latest nudie show. <laughs> That's a very good point. All those uh, cards that they that yeah, they pass when you're out. walking down the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah. I should have named myself Quincy, the lactate of the Chad Cheese Show, Valencia. <laughs> the lactate. Well, every time I'm here, Joel isn't. <laughs> Well, I got to say, welcome back to the show, Quincy. Thank you. Thank you. I think you're actually eclipsing Tim Sackett's appearances on the show. I think you now. Plus, plus, I don't believe Sackett has ever guest hosted. So guess what, kids? That's right. This is my second guest hosting appearance. Wow, man, that's doubling up. I mean, nobody's done that. So let's go well, ahead. Let's let's hear a little bit about Quincy. Anybody who's been in their pandemic bomb shelter and they're finally coming out, they haven't been listening to podcasts, they don't know who you are, give them a little Twitter bio. I've, I've been around forever, Chad, almost as long as you. Oh, I can't help so, it. So much bullshit. Why do you got to pull out the age thing? Because it's all I have on you, Chad. Despite my fine, my charm and personality, it doesn't hold a candle to you. You are like six months or eight months older than me. So I have to point it out. So I've been around. I've been a practitioner. Mm-hmm. I've been a technician. I've owned product. Uh, and now I, I'm taking a seat in the in the analyst seat, taking a turn there where I joined the analyst community for HR technology a year ago on April 1st, not an April Fool's joke. And uh, and it's been it's been really fun. So I spend all day. Looking at new technology, old technology, uh, the companies that provide it, what they're doing right, what they can do better, and uh, and then I talk about it. So kind of like what you do, only in a more formal way. <laughs> and what Cheeseman does, looking at OnlyFans and TikTok all day. So very similar, just different similar, different ways. But different, yes, yes, exactly. So thanks for having me back. All right, okay, Quincy. Let's go ahead and let's jump into shout outs. Guest first. Who's your first shout out? So I relocated to a uh, to South Carolina uh-huh. almost a year ago, and so my first shout out as we enter the summer tourist season um, is to uh, the, all the great white sharks that are hanging out off the coast of South Carolina and washing up on the beach because yes, washing up on the beach um, it feels very Amity Island 1975, oh, and wow. I'm here for it, man. I'm telling you, I just that's my life now. I came from South Dakota to South Carolina, and it's a very very different feel. That is a different feel. I mean, you were in Atlanta, then you went to South Dakota, and then you went to South Carolina. Now, so what I'm hearing is this is not a Jaws situation where you're not swimming nude in the in the ocean doing laps often. I never said that, Chad. You're putting words <laughs> in my mouth. Okay, okay, okay. All right, enough of that. Uh, shout out to Ten Guy, who this week launched a human-like avatar. Get that uh, candidate application and recruitment platform, which mitigates bias and promotes a more diverse and inclusive workforce, because that's what they have in Sweden. Long and the short of it, kids, the robot head is out, and they've pivoted to the avatar. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, I have to be honest. I think that their technology is super cool. And I've thought of that since the head came out, but I've also never stopped being creeped out by the head. (laughs) So I'm pretty excited about this shift. (laughs) I think I'm much more likely to not. I'm less creeped out by the great white sharks off my beach than I am by the 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 head. I think that using that tech to apply it in this new way is great. I'm excited to see it. And uh, and I haven't had a conversation with Elon in quite some time. Maybe I need to have that soon. 
when we originally went to Sweden, I think it was 2019, we talked about how the robot head is fucking cool. I mean, just from the standpoint of like, you know, robots taking over the world kind of cool, right? But we told them that, I mean, it's just not scalable. So from a novelty standpoint, they're going to get a lot of press, which is fucking awesome. But to be able to scale, they've got to do something. And this is exactly, exactly what they should be doing. So I I agree. You know what? I think there's still a place for the head though so i just yeah. suddenly got thought of like it's like the wiener mobile from oscar <laughs> meyer you know they can put that thing on a truck and they can drive it through the streets all over europe oh my god and attract some attention yeah for the really cool stuff they're doing that's not so creepy anymore it is it is and we've always said that if you go into let's say for instance i don't know another swedish organization like ikea and uh, the, the first thing that you see is the 10 guy bot who asks you if you need anything or just points in a general direction of, you know, kitchen or bedding or whatever it might be. Then, you know, that could be a, a nice little Wienermobile moment as well. It certainly could. It's 10 guy <laughs> is going to be the Wienermobile of <laughs> HR tech, but in a really, really good way. I, I really do love their tech. I think it's pretty awesome. I love this new thing. I think it's smart. Excellent. All right. Shout out number two from me. So I've been thinking about tech Mm -hmm. because that's what I do. And what I've seen that's really kind of made a difference and made a noise that doesn't happen to be chat GPT. And it's the skills-based stuff, man. And I just want to give a shout out to uh, our friend, your friend as well, Jason Putnam over at Plum. Um, He made the move into that space a little over a year ago, I think. And I think it's super smart what he's doing with Caitlin there uh, and redefining really what skills mean. It's not just about, do you know Excel? It's about what soft skills do you have and what desire do you have and where do you thrive as a a worker or an employee in an organization? And Mm -hmm. what they're doing at Plum, I think is super cool. And the fact that uh, Jason made the move there, I, I think, is a really smart move on his part yeah. and on Caitlin McGregor's part to bring him in. So shout out to Jason. Hope he's well. Good stuff there. We say it on the show all the time. Leadership is everything. And being able to get a guy like Jason who understands go to market, understands narrative messaging, also has amazing networking power. Uh, then we all, Then we also have uh, on the other side, more kind of like hard skills per se, Maya over at Tadio. Oh, she's my favorite. Yeah. I mean, and what they're doing. So they, we're starting to see, uh, and, and what I would like to see is more of these assessments that are really focused on if you can, if you can get it narrowed down like Plum or even on the hard side like Tadio. I, to me, it just makes sense. So leadership, being able to bring these, these assessments really out of the shadows. I agree. And then so the next time I co-host Chat and Cheese podcast, I hope that my shout out will be to those organizations who have the foresight and the vision to put their money where their mouth is and actually invest in some of these technologies Uh and bring them into their workforce to make an actual difference and not just have them as platitudes on a wall. Throwing down the gauntlet. That's what Quincy does. That's right. All right. My last shout out goes out to Arthur Grand Technologies. Are you going to love this one? In an article reported by New Newsweek, a Virginia-based tech company that has sparked outrage after allegedly posting a job on Indeed, our friends over there, that stated the business was only looking for white candidates for a business analyst role. Now, get this. The tech firm has issued an apology on LinkedIn, which I think has since been pulled down, and accused a quote-unquote 
new junior recruiter of adding discriminatory language on the job description when it was not present in the company's original text. Oh, come the fuck on. It's the blame the new guy game, right? That move, that move, I got to tell you, though, never gets old. Never gets old. Clearly not, but I just absolutely, you know, call bullshit on that. It reminds me of a, a something that happened when I worked at Home Depot way back when Moby Dick was a minnow. And uh, <laughs> it was a big push into into putting things in the stores about we're hiring um, for Spanish-speaking candidates, which was really smart. This mm-hmm. is in the mid-2000, early aughts, I think, when this happened. It was. It was in the early aughts when this happened. And it uh, turns out the, the minute that the big we're hiring sign went up, the day they went up in all the stores, um, yeah, the translation that they used to create those particular we're hiring signs was uh, of a vernacular that actually many Spanish-speaking countries come understand it to mean we're soliciting, as in we're soliciting a hooker on the street. <laughs> and that was the day that my friend in employment marketing had to go in front of the CHRO and CEO and Ooh. you know explain how the hell that happened. <laughs> Very similar vibe here. Home Depot has had some fun recruitment marketing faux pas recently. Oh, my God. And in the past to go along with yours. Well, and we'll see more uh, faux pas possibly as we go to events. So the first event that we're getting ready, all geared up, it's going to be a party, is Unleash. Well, there's Okay, so there's lots of learning, networking, business, and, and, and parties and that kind of stuff. But okay, so I understand that this year's ticket sales is 75% higher right now today compared to last year. So you've been to you've been to Unleash before, right? No, as a matter of fact, I have never been to an Unleash. What? I know. Isn't that crazy? Dude, we we have to totally, totally rectify that. And let, let me tell you why. One of the things I love about Unleash is that they've integrated the community where in most most events that you go to, they split off practitioners from vendors. Right. And I mean, it's really, it's it, it's two countries. Unleash doesn't do that. They, they pull them together. They are integrated on the expo floor with the stages actually being on the expo floor. So it's really cool. They have a main stage. They have all these sub stages that are on the expo floor. And uh, it's, it's a pretty awesome, awesome event. I think Unleash and Wreckfest, just in my personal opinion, are probably the most different and most innovative events that are actually happening out there today. So when we go to HR Tech, which we all do, yes. as one does if you're in this industry, <laughs> um, I think it's a great event. Don't get me wrong. I, oh, yeah, I like seeing is. what happens up there. Tons of opportunity to network and yep. really see what's coming up that's new and fun. So I love that there. But it's really sort of a, a vendor fest, if we're honest. A lot it more is. vendors attend these days than buyers. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where we're missing out is that opportunity to interact with the people who are actually using this super cool new tech. Um, or the stale tech that just of uh, people who just have money to buy big booths, but that's another topic for another show. <laughs> How is Unleashed different from that? Uh, very much so. I mean, it's more integrated. So they, they they're not trying to cordon off all of the practitioners. So you actually do get to interact with people who are using the technology. And that's the vibe, man. The vibe isn't, you know, oh, you know, I'm hoity-toity and I'm going to go out and be cordoned off away from all the vendors. And yeah. the vendors, there's a respect that the vendors aren't always trying to be, you know, seeing seeing blood in the water as they see practitioners all around them. So, yeah, 
Oh, that's good. If you're going to be at Unleash, this is where you can find the Chad and Cheese. On Tuesday, the 25th, Joel and I are going to be on stage during the Vendor Summit with our buddy Chris Conrad from Text Kernel. You know those guys. Absolutely. That evening, we're going to be at the Hiring Branch event at the High Roller. Have you ever been on the High Roller? Uh, I have not been on the High Roller because I don't do heights. <laughs> so there you have it. It's much easier to do heights in the high roller because there's a bar in it. Okay, well, that's a requirement. You might be talking me into it. It goes a one revolution in half an hour. So it takes 30 minutes for one revolution. We're going to see how many drinks we can actually get uh, uh, during that time. So that's the hiring branch high roller party that we're going to have. Then we're going to run to uh, a dinner with our friends over at Plum. So we're going to see Caitlin, Jason, and the team. Uh, Then the next day on Wednesday, this is day one. You can find the Chad and Cheese at the Work Human booth from noon to four, where we're going to be giving away t-shirts, doing interviews, and probably drinking. Go figure. It's 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 Unleash. That's the work human booth from noon to four on day one. Then right after that, I believe at uh, 4.30, we're going to be uh, doing a little drinks before dinner with our friends at Tadio, like we did uh, last year in Vegas. That was a great event. Oh, you're going to love this one. Then... It's the Talent Toke event. Right after the drinks with Tadio, <laughs> we're going to walk over to the Bellagio. We're going to toke up because weed is legal in Vegas, kids. And we're going to enjoy the dancing fountains while we are getting high. And this is all before dinner on day one. And that's just the start of our calendar. So we're really, really excited about Unleash. And if you haven't gotten your tickets, register, go to chadcheese.com, click on events, All the stuff is there. Then we're going to find ourselves in early May. We're going to be at Coronado Beach in California for iSims Inspire. We're scheduled to close out day one on stage with a special guest. And it's so secret. They haven't told us who the special guest is yet. That's exciting news. The last iSims event I attended, which was in November, Uh um, I happened to see Arnold Schwarzenegger at breakfast. What? I did. It's true. I have a picture. It was a fun-filled day, but I was trying to sneak and get the picture because you don't want to be that one that goes up and says, oh, good, can you get a picture? And so I happened to mosey over to somebody I didn't even know who was sitting at the other end of the breakfast bar and said, hi, we don't know each other, but would it be okay if we pretended to take a selfie, but really with our cameras face the other way so we can both get a picture? And he said, that's genius because that's what I am. (laughs) So I now have that picture. So we'll see if you have any celebrity sightings. At the next ISIMS event. The expectations at this point are now high, thanks to the, thanks to you. Make sure you go to chadcheese.com, click on events, register for those events. We have plenty, long list of events this year. Those are just two. Hey, is Joel taking his kids to the to the talent <laughs> talk event in Vegas? Is this a precursor event for that event? I don't think he's taken the six-year-old uh, or the 16-year-old or 13-year-old to the talent token. I mean, you never know. That was a good question. Though. That was a good question. Thank you. One Thank thing you. the kids do like, and I think you do as well, is uh, free stuff. Are you registered for free stuff? I'm registered for free stuff. I've never gotten any free stuff. Oh, you've gotten a t-shirt, whatever. I do. I get a t-shirt every year. I have a Chad and Cheese shirt collection, and <laughs> I wear them all over the world and take pictures. I, I do love that. T-shirts from JobGet. We also send beer, uh, which is courtesy of Aspen Tech Labs. That's right. 
beer landing on your front porch. What could be better? Who I don't doesn't know. want that? If you don't like beer, we got whiskey from Tex Kernel. So you get a bottle from Chad, you get a bottle from Cheese. So two bottles. Now you're talking. And last but not least, if you got a birthday, don't forget the rum with plum. Joel's not here this week, so we're not going to go through through birthdays because that's his baby. But <laughs> really, <laughs> can you feel the tension in the air right now? <laughs> I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. That's right. Go to plum.io. Get your assessment taken. You're going to love it. I promise. And uh, a, a plum crew will see you in Vegas. Topics. What do you got for us today, Chad? Oh, it's an acquisition alert, kids. Acquisition straight from the Radency blog. CEO Michelle Abbey. That's obnoxious. <laughs> Michelle Abbey writes, quote, Today we announced that Radency has acquired Ascendify, adding value to our Radency Talent Acquisition Cloud. What a fucking name. Radency Talent Acquisition Cloud. Anyway, through Advanced Candidate Relationship Management, CRM Capabilities, This acquisition enhances our suite of solutions focused on helping enterprises maximize ROI, that's return on investment, kids, reduce costs and find qualified candidates to strengthen their business, end quote. Ascendify received $13 million in total funding, according to Crunchbase, a seed of two in 2013 and $11 million Series A in 2017, only 33 employees, according to LinkedIn. So mm. the team was pretty pretty lean. Radency gains a, a brand spanking new CRM and features which include advanced sourcing functionality, whatever the fuck that means, mm. workflow automation, interview scheduling, and event management to augment their candidate marketing capabilities. Quincy, your thoughts. Yeah, so Radency is weird. You know, it's a fine company. Yeah, I'm assuming, but I don't understand their their a talent acquisition platform when they really only play in certain certain parts of that space. Mm-hmm. Um, on their website, or was it Ascendify? No, it's on their website. They said together we're delivering the world's leading TA platform. To which I say I don't really think that's true. I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah, because it's limited in what it's doing. Look, Radency is the is a, a, a relic of what it used to be, which was TMP, which was really great in what they did. Yeah. Nobody's arguing that. Yeah. And they're continuing to do that. They've had some pretty cool technological advances. And I will say that this acquisition makes a lot of sense because I think that Ascendify and some of the features that it brings um, plugs in some holes that mm-hmm. were in Radency's offering. But I think that they're going a bit too far to say that they're the world's leading TA platform. And, uh, and I take offense at that. What are your opinions? <laughs> <laughs> so in performing due diligence for CRMs and recruitment marketing platforms over the years, do you know what brand never came up in the check these guys out list? Ascendify. Correct. And here, and here might be the reason why. Since 2012, Ascendify has served over 50, five zero enterprise clients, averaging five new clients a year with their leading CRM and recruitment platform. That screams, I'm running out of cash and I need a sugar mama now, right? That's exactly right. And Radency has a CRM, 
and a marketing platform. So why buy another? Well, what's hitting Radency in the face right about now? I'll give you, I'll give you a hint. Talent brew, technical debt. Talent brew has been around for how long, right? Ever. Now you can't beat technical debt, right? It's kind of like aging. You can get Botox, you can get facelift, lipo, you can do all the things, but you can't outrun time. So it's the same thing with tech. It needs to update or the amount of daily maintenance piles up in the platform basically is worthless. So you have to rip and replace, which is so fucking hard. We saw companies like Monster literally die on the vine because they couldn't rip and replace. That's the truth. Much, much easier for an organization like Radency because of all the different instances, clients, those types of things, but still. But I give Radency a lot of shit. I mean, they hardly ever make the news anymore. But over you know the years, they've gotten well over 500 clients pounding on their tech. And this feels like a smart move, a rip and replace kind of, right? Provide better infrastructure. But at the end of the day, to answer your question, nobody, I don't believe, one platform can represent all of the talent acquisition function without being able to integrate with partner, uh, partner point solutions. Well, and they don't even try to. I mean, we know Radency is, is a leader in its portion of talent acquisition, which is a really important segment of TA, mm-hmm. yeah. but they don't go across the board. To your, I, I do think, like I said, and like you you actually said as well, um, Ascendify brings some features and functionality that Radency doesn't have today. So I think, and they probably got it for a bargain price. Oh, we don't know this to be true, oh, yeah. but we know well, we know some of that, but they're based on what they published. But uh-huh. I think that's really smart. I don't think it solves their technical debt issue. Coming from a, a, my last gig was in product, so I can tell you that doesn't necessarily do the trick. But obviously, they saw something in it to add to what they have. And um, certainly, it will add support to their current client base and perhaps um, give them an edge in prospecting where clients are looking for something that had pieces that Radency didn't have. So good for them and good for Ascendify. I've got to say that TMP, when they made the move and they started creating Talent Brew to be an uh, – because every agency wants to say they're unbiased – TMP really was, I think, the first agency that moved to toward a biased scenario, right? Where they're going, <laughs> we're, they're going to, they're only going to promote their own shit, and and they've gone down that road. So what they've done is they've flipped from an agency model to a tech model. Why? Because they want to get acquired by Gemspring, right? Because the, yeah. the uh, a technical platform is going to have a hell of a lot higher valuation than just an agency, right? A portfolio is big. Should. Yes, and it should. You're, you're 100% and tech right. is scalable. Human-based businesses are not as much. And that is exactly. universal. And certainly the case in the, in the HR tech space. And I think it, that was actually a smart move for them as well. Yeah. I do know people who work there. I'm sure you do too. Yeah. They're fine people. They're good at their jobs. There's reasons that they stay there. And TMP has done some things very well yeah. in training and becoming Radency and what they've done. Um, I still wish they wouldn't say that they're the world's leading TA platform. Everybody says it. Everybody says it. And on the other side of that, you have the, the, the shaker recruitment marketings of the world who do not, will not acquire tech just so they don't have to play these, these money games. Cause obviously shaker's not looking to get acquired. They've been around for right. over 70 years, right? And that's, that's, I think the big difference. Shaker is really looking for the purity of what an agency is. 
And TMP at the time, before Radency, now Radency, they were they were looking to get acquired. And to be able to get a much larger valuation, they had to get into tech. Now, the problem that they're going to have, that they're going to continue to have, is being able to keep up with the market and then the technical debt that they have to pay every single year. I think they're going to rip and replace a lot of their CRM capability, uh, their yeah. old kind of like CRM light that they had before, because they really didn't yeah. have a, a robust CRM before. They're going to rip and replace, and I think they got it for uh, I think they got it for a good deal. So well, we'll see. I think it's a smart move. Can I just say about Shaker, who yes. does what they do quite well? Every time I think of them, though, I automatically think of Don Draper and Mad Men, <laughs> which is a fine thing. That gives me the warm fuzzies. Yes, and I'm sure uh, Joe Shaker would love to hear that. On with the show. That's right, kids. Somebody got money. Leap Expert raises $22 million in a Series A round, $36 million in total funding from TechCrunch. With the spike in work from home and hybrid work, we've seen an obvious increase on workers' dependence on personal devices. It's been a particular challenge for the financial services and industry, which has strict governance and compliance requirements. In September, the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission fined Wall Street banks, listen to this, including Bank of America and Goldman Sachs, $1.8 billion over, over failures in monitoring how staff use their personal phones to talk about work. Enter Leap Expert, which allows employees to message customers or colleagues through their popular apps, including WhatsApp, WeChat, iMessage, Telegram, and Signal, while monitoring and archiving their business-related chats. Leap Expert was founded with a mission to help companies seize the opportunity to transform business communication. Is it just me, or is this about as creepy as employee monitoring gets? I can't. I hate everything about this. I can't even think of something I like. I tried to because I try and be balanced. <laughs> I hate everything about it. Look, I understand the challenges that these financial services companies have and they're yeah. real and they need to protect themselves. And the way, you know how you do that, Chad, you invest the money and you get your employees separate mobile tech. Yes. Because I know that they say they have ways to uh, capture personal info and in, in chat separately or to not capture those, but I don't believe it. And I haven't seen it. Yep. And it just, yeah, this is about as creepy as it gets. I hate absolutely everything about it. And that's the thing is that we're talking about an industry that is fucking rich. Rich. These fuckers have so much money. There's no reason that they can't have a separate device or separate mechanisms so that you don't have to utilize my personal device, right? I agree. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I think that, you know, employer monitoring is is just a horrible thing. And it's funny because Julie would call this icky. That's her that's her term for this. I agree with Julie on this. It is icky. I don't it, like it. I wouldn't invest money in it. Um, I think that organizations who are touting people bringing their whole selves to work and providing a better experience mm -hmm. and making people engaged cannot do that when they're monitoring their every move. They need to suck it up and find a different way. This isn't it, folks. Amen. Okay. Let's uh, stay on the creepy side of tech, but uh, it's, a, it's a little less creepy, I promise. Shall we play a game? Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, 
it's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent, build great teams, and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest, so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more information on Pando IQ, go to pandologic.com. That's pandologic.com. Automation. You might have heard of it, kids. I'm not. Straight out of CNN Business News. Quote, as many as 300 million full-time jobs around the world could be automated in some way by the newest wave of AI that has spawned platforms like ChatGPT. Let's hear about it. According to those crazy economists over at Goldman Sachs. Well, apparently Kelly Services got the memo. This one straight out of Yahoo Finance. As companies face economic uncertainties and fierce talent competitions and workers report unmanageable workloads and disengagement from their jobs, Kelly becomes the first staffing provider. Did you hear that? The first staffing provider mm. <laughs> to tackle these challenges by deploying dun, 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 digital workers. In addition to Whoa. their not as cool human workers, obviously. What will these new sexy digital workers be called? You might ask. That's a great question. They will be called Kelly Fusion Digital workers. That's not a good first and last name. It's not even a clever middle name. Yeah, I would have expected how Blinky, the board, something of that. <laughs> anyway, these solutions will automate routine tasks and allow employees to focus on their more meaningful work. This sounds amazing, Quincy. Am I right? Am I right? The first? I mean, talk to me, Goose. Uh, it sounds to me like branded RPA. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> it's been around for years and years and years, and it doesn't sound new. However, I'm going to yes. give props to Kelly for a couple things. Yes. A couple years ago, I was on your show. It was the, it was the prediction show. Yes. And I predicted, maybe it was three years ago now, I don't know. But I predicted that RPA was going to be a big thing coming yeah. up. It's yeah. been around. It's not new. But companies are finding new ways to employ it within their organizations to do exactly this, which is automate those things that should be automated giving their very valuable actual human being employees the opportunity to do more value add, more strategic, more fun work. Um, I think this is smart on Kelly's part. Do I think that they're doing anything new and revolutionary? No. Sorry, Kelly. I just don't. <laughs> Every system out there is doing this exactly. You have automated interview scheduling, you have automated, you name it, you've already got the stuff out there. Um, but, <laughs> but packaging it together, however, and having a, a central resource to do this work, if that's in fact what it can do, haven't seen it yet. Um, and then branding it, I think is smart and will be a nice revenue stream for them. So kudos to them for that. Yes. What do you think? Well, I remember when Tim Meehan over at Pontoon created their RxO recruiters, recruiterless solutions, back in 2019. And it wasn't new then. What was new 
was the messaging, was the narrative, was the productization of exactly what you're talking about. It is much more prevalent now than it was in 2019. So Tim was way ahead of his skis, I think, with regard to the market, right? Not to mention we had a pandemic. Now, I mean, everybody's chat GPT, everybody's, you know, how do we automate? How do we do all of these things? This is amazing marketing and productization, which is exactly what we're just talking about. So am I hear you saying, wait, it's not the first? It's not the first. Go figure. Yeah, I know, right? Who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, big question, do you see RPOs, staffing? I mean, this to me just makes a hell of a lot more sense because I believe in the keep it simple, stupid model where we try to package things to make yeah. it easier for people to understand. This digital Kelly Fusion kind of like digital worker, it makes sense because it is working in conjunction with their their quote unquote human workers. Do you see that happening more with 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 that with that industry? Yeah, for sure. I mean it already makes sense. I've worked for several RPO organizations in my time. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you that I have never worked for one that didn't do this already. Yeah. They just didn't brand it and productize it and market it in that way. Um, if they weren't doing it, they wouldn't make money. Right. RPOs historically have been people-driven organizations, and that's why companies buy those services. It's been white glove. Um, it's been hand-holding of the candidate. And in many cases, because our organizations are made of people who've been in this space for 110 years, um, <laughs> they do it better because they. this is what they do. This is their day job. Automating has been in the back end because if they didn't do it this way, these organizations wouldn't be able to scale and make money. So it's been there for years. Um, kudos to Kelly for putting it out there as an actual product. I think it's smart. It's going to mm-hmm. get some attention. I don't think it's new. Yes. The, the big difference between talent acquisition, staffing, and RPO is that talent acquisition, it's your job. The other two, it's a business. They focus on EBITDA. They focus on uh, margins. They focus on all the business aspects of it, which means efficiencies and less headcount is the biggest thing that they need, need to focus on. Yep. And, and that being said... Oh, everybody's going to chat GPT, right? This week, in addition to Hireology and Beamery's chat GPT news over the past weeks, we now have Seekout and Phenom joining the ranks of the hyper automation. Is, is everybody going to have a chat GPT instance here? Oh, I don't know. I think anybody who's it plays in the chatbot space mm-hmm. should. Um, it's the next level. It's the next step step up. It's the next ability to deliver a more humanized experience, um, to deliver it in an, in a way that brings empathy to the process. All the things that all of us have been talking about for years and years that are very difficult, frankly, to deliver, um, in a, I'll call it a dumb bot, the, the smaller language model, yeah. um, the ones you have to train for every single intent and bring back. So if you're in that space at some point, I think you should look to bring it in. I don't think everyone should put all of their eggs in that basket. I don't think everybody should put all of their money there. I don't think that the big players in the world should change their entire roadmap to incorporate it. But I don't think that it's it's going to go backwards in, in what it is that it's doing. What do you think about it? 
So I think everybody's going to have some type of instance one way or the other, either to look cool or to actually facilitate business. So take a look at um, uh, text kernel. They didn't, they're not using chat GPT, but they did acquire a chat bot right. be, because they wanted a, a, a better mechanism in which to be able to collect user data. Uh, it's not something that has to be, you know, uh, synchronous. It can be asynchronous. Uh, then you have companies like Seekout. Right. That why do they need a chat bot? Well, th there's a, a ton of different reasons and a lot of it has to do with experience. Right. So I think as we start to see this big wave of everybody understanding that, wow, now that the chat bot's cool again, large <laughs> language models are amazing. But the domain specific language models and all of that data that you're actually you're, you're training your algorithms on because everybody's training algorithms. How do you get that data easily more data into that machine so that it can feed it? Well, chatbots, text messaging, WhatsApp, what have you, I believe is the perfect answer. Oh, I agree. And chatbots are not just chatbots, right? Yeah. And if you move beyond that, we're saying ChatGPT is a chatbot, and it is at its core, but all the large language models can deliver a lot more than just a question-response sort of experience. Mm -hmm. um, we've seen it. We don't need to go through all of them ad nauseum, although I will say that Phenom, in their release, it looks like their list of features and what they can deliver are straight from a chat GP cre GPT created list of what chat GPT can do, yeah. um, which is funny to me. I would love to see it. I think they probably can do these things. Yes. Uh, I think that organizations who are extending their functionality would be wise to examine doing it within the realm of a large language or generative AI model. Yeah. And what I would like to say is that anybody who's doing due diligence on any of these organizations, I don't care if they have a chatbot or not, you need to feel it, touch it, taste it, test it yourself. Having a salesperson demo, demo this shit is not the fucking answer. Amen to that. Uh, chat GPT being able to be as transparent as it has, where you can see it, feel it, touch it, taste it, engineering your own prompts. I mean, there's just, it's, it's, it's like the new Boolean, but it's better and it's cooler, right? I used that very same analogy in my head as I was preparing for this show. There it is. So in the same space, it's the new Boolean. Yes. So, but that being said, GDPR, Italy mm. just banned chat GPT citing GDPR access to personal information and privacy. Italy says open AI doesn't have the legal right to use people's personal information in chat GPT. These large language models are pretty exciting and scary at the same time. It's interesting because one of my friends, one of my developer friends, John Rice on LinkedIn uh, actually said, quote, U.S. tech titans were ruling the Internet ruling data collection and seemed unstoppable. The lead they had over most European tech companies was nearly insurmountable until GDPR. His focus here is like, look, everybody thinks this is a compliance and privacy play. No, this is slowing American tech down so that Europe can catch up. What do you think about those two things? Yeah, I think it's both. Um, I think it bums me out. I think as a technologist and mm -hmm. a, and a, HR tech fangirl. Um, <laughs> I get excited about the new applications that are yeah. coming up. And then yeah. GDPR regulation steps in like the responsible parent who won't let you eat too much candy before dinner. And it bumps me out. That said, I think you're, I think there's truth to both. I think it is about data privacy. I think in general that that Europe 
um, has led the world in that way and putting some brakes on some things that potentially that I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't think that everybody's out to get you uh, and that everybody's going to, you know, bleed my bank account. That said, I think that uh, some regulation and some caution and moderation is important. So I appreciate that. Um, But I also think there's truth to the other bit. European tech needs to catch up and they are, we've seen a lot of it. You've certainly seen a lot of it. You and Joel talk about it on this show. Um, but yeah, I think there's a little bit of both in there. What do you think about it? Well, I think all I have to do is say Cambridge Analytica and SVB. If we yep. don't find a way to fucking understand these goddamn things that are happening, these these new tech platforms that are popping up, and we don't start providing guardrails, then we're going to find ourselves in a heap of shit. I mean, really, I mean, again, we weren't ready for Cambridge Analytica. We want to focus on TikTok and how TikTok is owned by China, ByteDance in China. Totally get that, understand that. But yet we still have an organization in our fucking backyard, Meta, Facebook, that worked Mm -hmm. directly with a a non-US company to be able to provide Russia with data. I mean, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, oh my fucking God, this is all about narrative. This is all yes. about being able to, I, I think in some cases, yes, maybe slow the US from a, from a, an innovation standpoint so the Europeans can catch up. But at the end of the day, Cambridge Analytica, SVB, okay? We, right. we might not slow this down. Joel calls it, calls it putting the, the toothpaste back in the tube. I think, I think, we, I think we have to as, uh, as the adults in the room because I'm gonna tell you right now, corporate America they're going to go after that dollar and they don't give a shit on how they get it. And again, that's what they've been charged to do. They have. So we're, you know, so having that, the parent making you wash your hands and not eat too much before (laughs) dinner is a critical part of this development so that we don't end up with a case where, you know, we all remember the case of Amazon a few years ago who had to pull back their recruiting engine because it was fraught with bias. And we don't want that. We want to take the tech that I think can do amazing good um, in the world and let it be applied for good and not for evil. Shall we play a game? Get ready, kids. On the other side of this break, we're going to talk about uh, one thing uh, that Quincy hates. Mm. Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? There's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. Mouth clown, you talk when you're awake. I heard you talk when you sleep. Has anyone ever told you that talk way back here now? You talk too much. Not just a Quincy pet peeve, but survey says says. 95% of people have worked with someone who talks too much. Preply recently surveyed over a thousand workers and here are their key findings. 
Go figure. 95% of respondents have had a coworker who talks too much. On average, chatty coworkers spend 90 minutes of their workday talking. Americans mm. say the worst time to encounter their talkative coworker is when they're trying to finish something up and go home. Uh, a talkative coworker has prevented 71% of work getting done. And yet, let's all rush back into the office, shall we? <laughs> I mean, look, I probably have been that chat. In fact, I'm sure I've been that chatty coworker. At the end of the day. No, never at the end of the day. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, I'm a morning person. Where go. other people hate it. They haven't had their coffee yet. They don't want to hear. When we started this show today, I sang to you, Chad. You did. I sang. I know. So I'm a morning person. I've probably been that person. But you know how I limited that? I work from home and I've worked from home since 2008 before working home was, was working from home was cool. Yep. I get a lot more done. Um, I'm a lot more productive. People, I like you. You're nice. We'll have a drink after work. But during the day, leave me be. Just let me be. <laughs> so the, the top three things not to talk about because they're annoying as fuck. Number three. Chat GPT. Kids. Oh, wait, no, sorry. Kids, maybe kids and then chat GPT. Number two, politics. Number mm -hmm. one, gossip. And then the mm. three best ways to handle, that's right, handle these coworkers. Number three, directly say that you can't talk, which is what I do. Hey, I'm busy. Uh, number two, avoid them entirely. So just run. Or number one, listen for a bit and then say, oh, I have something to do. What's what's your go-to? Um, I put my team's messaging on do not disturb. <laughs> and then I forget it. Sometimes it's like that all day. I don't know. No. Yeah. You know what? Here's the thing. I do like chatting with my coworkers. It's yeah. fun. I engage with them. We have a good time. It's certainly not all about work all the time, but there's a time and a place and people need to learn to read the room or the computer screen and understand if people aren't available. I don't think that you should put people in a position where they can go, I don't have time for you. Go away. It's uncomfortable. It is. Even me, it as is. saucy as I am and salty, I don't want to hurt people's feelings. Lies, lies. Uh, yeah, I have to say, I have to say that I, especially building and managing sales teams, most of your best salespeople are one or two people. One who just totally laser focused and they just knock their shit out and they nail their goals. And then you have the other one who is just so fucking good. Half of their time, they're nailing the, their goals. The other half of the time, they're talking to people in the halls. I mean, yeah. I, some of my best salespeople were, I had to, I had to lure them back to their office. Hey, leave him alone. He's not at goal. You are. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> See, I've seen opposite. The people who are talking that much, the salespeople, yeah. they think they're just that good, but they really need to be a little bit more focused on research and prep. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so that being said, Quincy, thanks for joining us thanks on for having me. another show. We appreciate it. And next week, kids, you I'm sorry. Joel's gonna be back. So uh we'll we'll try to have Quincy back. But until then, you talk when you're another away. one's in the can, Quincy. Uh, yeah. We out. Wow, look at you. You made it through an entire episode of the Chat and Chase podcast. Or maybe you cheated and fast-forwarded to the end. Either way, there's no doubt you wish you had that time back. Valuable time you could have used to buy a nutritious meal at Taco Bell, enjoy a pour of your favorite whiskey, or just watch big booty Latinas and bug fights on TikTok. No, you hung out with these two chuggleheads instead.
Now go take a shower and wash off all the guilt. But save some soap, because you'll be back. Like an awful train wreck, you can't look away. And like Chad's favorite western, you can't quit them either. We out. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.